I'm ready. Let's do it. Welcome to episode 231 of the Mars Attacks podcast. I'm your host, Victor. And for this episode, we welcome back the father of Yarg. I guess the brother of Yarg. (laughs) Mr. Brad Dahl of Yarg Metal is back. Uh, So many people enjoy his banter on the show and enjoy the way that the two of us Uh, kind of feed off of one another with the show. So it is always fun to have Brad back. Um, Not only because you guys asked for it, but because I have a fun time talking to him. So, um, uh, yeah. Uh, So this is a fun discussion. No poop stories like last week. But he still gives us, you know, the the type of stuff that you've come to to love and savor (laughs) from his storytelling. So... Uh, there you go. Uh, that part of the show starts at about the, no, at about, no, it starts at the 10 minute mark. We have Jeremy Weltman and patrons pick at the five minute 30 mark and, uh, interesting pick this week. And hopefully I can talk to Jeremy about this and he'll respond after hearing this, but I think maybe You know, that pick came from, well, actually, the pick came from my new releases, which I post every Friday on MarsAttacksRadio.com. But the band that he picks is a band that I posted in the Patreon group. And hopefully that helped not only himself, but I know that Mike Jones, one of the other patrons, said that he had checked the album out. And I'll keep it as a surprise. But speaking of my Patreons, My patrons, I do want to thank them. So if you do want to skip ahead, you're more than welcome to do so. But in the meantime, let's go from newest to to last. Uh, Up in Sweden, Johan Ederström. Ederström. That's how you'd pronounce it in Spanish. So I'm hoping I'm pronouncing it close to how it is in Swedish. Rob Rowe from the Rock and Roll Podcast. Metal Dan. Jerry from Long Island. Jose up in Connecticut. Uh, We have uh, my Galaxy of Geeks co-host, Chris Vaglio. Galaxy of Geeks will be moving to Fireside. So check that out. Uh, An interesting platform there. And uh, let's see, Mark Striegel from Talking Metal. Gabriel Ruiz, the metal dentist. We have Brad Dahl, who's featured on today's show. Mike Jones, who I just mentioned. Jeremy Weltman and his patron's pick which will be coming up shortly. And the OG Steve Hoker. Thanks all of you guys for your constant support. And thanks for understanding. This week has been a hell of a week. Just trying to figure out a lot of different new technologies and things that I can incorporate to help bring this show to more people. And at the same time, help my you know, web design company, VMRIT.com. So working on a little of each, but, uh, yeah. So that's where things are at. Uh, I was able to record a new show yesterday new signals from Mars. Remember every Friday, 6 PM Eastern, 3 PM Pacific, 11 PM 
in the UK. And last night's episode was with Rock Valancourt. He's the former co-host of Radioactive Metal. Always been a good friend. I met him through podcasting, and he's a guy that I've continued to talk to, even though he's stepped away from podcasting. So a very interesting story when it comes to him as well. And like I keep mentioning, I just want to have good, interesting music conversations here. We kind of go off on different tangents with that episode uh, because we do, you know, crossover with different things of interest and different things with regards to what we do for our day jobs. And uh, I hope that it's interesting enough for people to check out. And uh, yeah, Rock brings up a lot of really cool stories from over the years, the different shows that he went to and different people that, um, that he almost got to interview. <laughs> so we get some uh, quote unquote podcasting nightmares there. But yeah, um, just remind everyone that MarsAttacksRadio.com is where to go to keep up with everything going on with the show, whether that is the Patreon, whether that is Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, which I'm trying to be more active on, and I'm getting people, you know, to check stuff out via that. So we'll continue to dabble in that sort of stuff. Anyway, let's throw things over to Jeremy. Here's Jeremy Welcome with Patreon's Picks. Hi, everyone. This is Jeremy Weltman again with another Patron's Pick. Uh, this week, if you've had a look at uh, Victor's website, MarsAttacksRadio.com, you'll notice that he's listed, as usual, all the albums that have come out this week. He's uh, given a review of Dee Snyder's album, which is, uh, which is good. I, I like it. I'm not sure I like it as much as the previous one, but um, it's an interesting one and certainly one to, to have, a, have a good listen to. There are 11 new albums apart from Dee's this week. There is one EP by Seether. There are five reissues, uh, I think, including one uh, Thin Lizzy Greatest Hits. If you've not got enough Thin Lizzy already, that might be one for you, or you might not have been around, of course, when Thin Lizzy were, um, were, were active. Uh, and there are also two compilations, one from Geezer Butler. Well, uh, I've had a look through the, the new albums this week. There were a few that sort of stuck out. Um, Axel Rudy Pell uh, has an album out, which is a covers album. There's also a covers album by Marta Gabriel of Crystal Viper. Um, that's her first solo album, I believe. Um, that's got more interesting covers on because there's stuff that you don't normally hear. Uh, I thought that was pretty good. Um, there's um, another good album out called the Fi- from the, the 500 called A World on Fire. Uh, I thought that was a, some really good music on there, but I thought there was a bit of overuse of the sort of growly vocal for my taste. There's some black metal out this week, if you really like that sort of thing. Uh, there's some uh, band called Order and Exalpen. There is my pick, which is Lok Vostok. Lok Vostok have released an album called the Opus, or it's called Opus Ferox, The Great Escape. It's on Vesicillum Productions Records. Um, this is a Swedish progressive metal band. You may be familiar with them. They've been out since 2001. This is their eighth album, um, and uh, it's a, obviously prog metal, which is um, which is quite nice. It's very technical. Uh, it's very multi-layered, which you'd expect from a prog album. But ultimately, it's uh, quite melodic. I really like some of the uh, songs on this. Uh, a couple that sort of stick out um, in my mind after listening to it the first time. The Great Escape is a good song. 
uh, When the Walls Have Eaten Everything. That's a good song. It's also an album that I think improves as you as you get into it um, after you get past the sort of first few album, uh, first few songs. Uh, and this is one for fans of uh, Arion, uh, Evergrey, Witherfall. It's that sort of type of album. Check out uh, their Bandcamp page. You'll see all the CDs listed. There's some nice T-shirts, uh, bundles that you can get get with it. Um, and there's also a nice um, cloudy silver vinyl as well. So patrons pick for this week uh, is Lock Vostok, Opus Ferox, The Great Escape. Thank you, Jeremy, for sharing your patron's pick of the week, Lock Vostok. Really cool band that uh, I posted up there on Patreon. Not sure if any of you guys had previously known them, uh, but Jeremy always does a bang-up job when presenting his pick for the week. So thank you, Jeremy, for doing that. Um, like I mentioned initially, Today's episode will feature Mr. Brad Dahl of Yarg Metal. Uh, took me quite some time to put this together, as I mentioned before, but I uh, hope the additional day wait was worth your while. So it is a fun and interesting chat with uh, Brad. And yeah, so many people ask to have him come back. So he's back and he will be whenever he wants to come back in the future. So uh, thank you guys for listening to the audio version of the July 30th edition of the Signals from Mars live stream. Enjoy. See ya. Welcome, everyone, to the Friday July 30th edition of the Signals from Mars live stream brought to you by the Mars Attacks podcast and by VMR, VMRIT.com. We are joined once again by Mr. Brad Dahl sporting his Mars Attacks t-shirt. Yeah, it's a beauty. Hey, you know how you guys can get one of these? How's that? Join on Patreon, man. Join Victor on Patreon and uh, what, 10 bucks? Is that where we're getting the shirt at? 10 bucks? Yeah. It's, it's money well spent. Now, you're probably wondering why I'm wearing this, okay? So I, I had to go into work today for, for just a little while that turned into longer than that. And I get there and it's like, oh, guess what? Everybody has to wear a mask now. Screw that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's the way the world's going over here we're now remasking um yeah it's awesome so hope everybody's doing well shouldn't um shouldn't that have a b instead of an la on that mask b a b a no just a b just a b oh yeah 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 sure why not for 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 brad you you don't understand. You you you're, you're not getting my okay. No, I don't. Come on, clue me in. I, I where's the team I, originally from? Oh, from duh, yeah, from uh, yeah, <laughs> from there, New York, New York, and um, 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 New York. Yeah, New York. Uh, uh, where where Kiss came from, right? Brooklyn. 
There you go. Is that where Brooklyn. Kiss came from? Not. They're all from all over. Ace is from Brooklyn. Uh, okay, we'll, we'll give Ace credit. Is he from Brooklyn or the Bronx? I forget. He's Either from the Bronx. Peter. Because he's got that Bronx. Uh, what, what's that song on his last one? Bronx. Uh, Bronx, Bronx boy. Yeah, yeah, Bronx yeah, yeah. Boy. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Written by my friend Ron Mancuso. Okay. Who I did a my, one of the very first interviews I ever did and posted on YouTube was with Ron, and I did that in his studio in Las Vegas, which was way cool. Super cool dude. You guys should check that out. He's got a great history. So there's my plug. So go to Yard Metal uh, on uh, YouTube and and uh, check that out. It's it's way long, but it's way cool. So so there. Sorry about that, Victor. No, that's that's fine. Hey, that's what we're here for to uh, turn people on to what you're doing. And um, you know, if we can at least get one person to go over to Yard Metal tonight, then I think we've uh, accomplished our uh, task. That would be awesome because, and I'd I'd love some feedback from anybody who who listens in. I mean, I don't, you know, ghost listeners, okay, but it's always nice to have somebody say, "Hey, you know, I didn't like this, or I like this, or whatever." Because how else, you know? I I mean, I'm not doing this to please everybody, obviously, because what'd right. be the point of that? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, we'd be like a terrestrial radio if we were trying to please everybody. Yep, playing the same 20 songs over and over again. I, I remember when I moved over here, we had a, um, and this is funny because uh, someone asked me about this a little earlier this week with all the people passing away. Um, one of the first CDs that I bought when I came over here was the third Slipknot CD, which at the time we had like a kind of like an underground station that would play a very eclectic mix and it would be everything except for what you would hear on terrestrial radio. So you would hear like German techno music and you'd hear country music and you'd hear folklore and then you'd hear Slipknot all of a sudden. It's like, whoa, where'd this come from? Uh, That station unfortunately became a, a rock station called Rock FM. I was like, wow, cool. So we're finally gonna get a rock station that's going to be playing 24 hours a day we're going to be getting some cool music and they kick it off with uh smoke on the water followed by satisfaction by the rolling stones followed by enter sandman by metallica followed by foxy lady by you know Jimi hendrix followed by comfortably numb stairway to heaven it's like oh okay so all the songs that turned me away from terrestrial radio in the states are now going to be on 24 hours a day here. Great. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and of course that's our that's our mantra is you you know, you're going to hear stuff you know here and there, but right. most of it is new music or bands maybe you're not familiar with, maybe older stuff that uh things you missed along the way. Right. So uh we're trying to fill that gap of um, educating people to other things they might not know about in the music world that we think are cool. So therefore they are cool. So <laughs> if they're not, let us know. Of course there's Meshuggah, um, which I still can't, I don't know. What, what's your take on Meshuggah? I've seen them live actually. Well, um, and people go I, nuts, right? Yeah. I've seen them. Um, yeah. Yes. But I mean, there's a song of theirs called bleed, which I think is really, really cool. Uh, but you know, the, the rest of their music kind of just bleeds into that. 
for lack of, you know, uh, you know, pardon the pun or, or whatever the cliche is, but uh, they're super talented. But to me, a lot of their stuff just sounds very similar. Um, yeah, it's uh, I mean, musically, I, I appreciate what they're doing. I mean, it's incredibly difficult, all the stuff that's going on in, in their music. But as far as listening to and enjoying yeah, I, I haven't I haven't reached that point yet. And of course the vocals right. really don't help for me either because I that's just not my thing. Which by the way, hello Jose. Good to see you here. And Rob, good to see you here as well. And thank you for the the comment about Yarg. So appreciate that. Yep. Yeah. So but anyway, so I'm let me tell you the story of how we we got them on Yarg Metal. Okay. Uh, CEO Dave was flying to Stockholm, being the big CEO that he is. And okay. uh, noticed these guys that looked like they were in a band. And uh, it was Meshuggah, and they were coming back, I think, from Australia. He could probably chime in if he, you know, he's supposedly watching. He's probably watching the one that was from last week, though, knowing him. <laughs> <laughs> Bless his heart. I love my brother, man. He's the best. Uh, but anyway, so he sees these guys, and him, you know, unlike me, I would be kind of shy about going up and talking to people. I get, you know, kind of, I, I like giving people their space, you know. But right. he was, he was up in them. He goes, "Who are you guys?" And uh, well, we're Sugar, and like, oh, cool. Well, hey, you know, I got a radio station. Need you guys to do a shout out. So they did. They did a, you know, the singer did a did a shout out for us. And um, so yeah, so I'm like, holy crap! I don't know any. I don't know their music, like really know it. And so I'm not going to just throw a dart at the wall and and pick some songs. So I asked the 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 what I consider the foremost um, sugar expert, and that's Brian Beller, bass player to the stars, who plays uh, bass in Death Clock. So okay. I mean, you, you know, he's he's serious metal cred, and right. plus he's just a, he's just an unbelievable bass player. So he sent he sent me a list of songs. He's like, oh, this is, and of course he he like he's such a cool dude. He went deep dive on each one, explaining why it was cool. And of mm-hmm. course, as I listened to it, I'm like. You get you're making me feel like a five year old here. Like this music is whoosh, going way over my head. I mean, you're breaking this down and says, "Well, dig this section where they're doing thirteen, you know, eight, right. and, uh, and then the drummer's doing this." And uh, yeah, so there you go. Yeah, that's my take on Meshuggah. I, I their acquired taste. I'm sure there's people that really like them, and we still do play them once in a while. And I'm going to check out that Bleed song, and I'm going to dedicate that to you, Victor, when I play it. See, one of the pluses to uh, being in the high school band was learning about 13-8 time and 16-11 and, and stuff like that before, <laughs> you know, b- b- before all these bands started making it popular. You know, Jimmy Page did a lot of this stuff, um, yeah. but... It, yeah, you just didn't notice it. You just didn't notice it as much, where when you got to, like, Soundgarden, I think Soundgarden is really the band that kind of like really started to push the, the odd time signatures. And then you started to see it a lot like in Mastodon and Meshuga and tool and, and a lot of these bands with, you know, a lot of prog like influences and also a lot of, you know, Zeppelin like influences. Cause a lot of people, you know, for, for as much as people beg for, Mastodon to go back to, you know, the heaviness that they initially had, they, I mean, they've said it, They've always said it, you know, we grew up on Zeppelin and ACDC and, you know, um, Thin Lizzy and stuff like that. So their influences are really in 70s hard rock where, you know, bands were doing a lot of this stuff just kind of by accident. You know, it wasn't purposely done. It just kind of sounded cool. And they they went with it as opposed to 
you know, just being a calculated measure where you had to have, oh, well, let's just let's throw in this part that's, you know, uh, 13 eighths and, you know, whatever. And it's, you know, just because it's cool because everyone else is doing it. No, you know, Jimmy Page was doing the open chord tuning and and those weird time signatures, you know, uh, because he was finding them in, in other forms of music and Arabic music and in, you know, old folk music and stuff like that. So, um, mm. yeah. Yeah. Mastodon is a band that I really want to like. Okay. And I listen to him and I'm just like, eh, it's just not, it's not like, it's not hitting me. You know what I mean? As far as it's not like, oh man, I want to hear that song again or, it's like right. man, I'm really just groove into this. And I actually did see them live once. They were warming up for Death Clock. <laughs> and uh and uh, luckily I I was a guest of Death Clock at that show. And um I was like, I, you know, these guys, they're such cool guys too. Really, right. really nice guys, super, super nice guys. They're all really good players. But I mean, they're, they're just standing there and they're just blah, blah, blah. and they played one song for an for the encore that was kind of a really heavy almost sabbathy kind of song i don't know right. what it was but it was just like i was like that i can get behind um i, uh, I have to do similar to what i did uh for jeremy where i i sent him a danko jones playlist i have to send you a, a mastodon playlist you do you do kind of stuff that i know that you'll probably kind of dig um jose's brother got to see them open for metallica and i remember he was telling me, yeah, I'm going to go see Metallica play. And I think it was in Puerto Rico. And he's like, this band Mastodon is opening up for them. Do you know them? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and he was, he came back from the show and he was like, oh my God, they blew me away. You know, their drummer was just so good. And he sang a lot of the stuff. And I said, yeah, they all sing except for yeah. the one guitarist, except for Bill Kelleher, who just kind of grunts every now and then. <laughs> but for the most part, you know, it's, it's the three of them that, that are singing. Um, the bass player, Troy Sanders. Yeah. He's last year. I said he was like the MVP of last year because he did the um, killer be killed project, which is him and Greg uh, Pucciato from, he used to be in Dillinger escape plan. Who's like close. He's from close to where I grew up in New Jersey. Um, Max Cavalera from Sepultura is in that band and the drummer, damn it. I forget the drummer's name right now, but he was also in, you know, he was also in another like pretty known band. And the first album was kind of okay. You know, it was a super group, but last, the last album they put out was really like a group effort. So it really, you know, there's a lot of really strong material on that. And that was, I think up on Patreon may have been the first like album of the, the week unboxing that I did with their mm. vinyl. Um, but it's still an album that I go back to, you know, a lot of times you listen to stuff when it comes out and yeah, it's really cool. But like a year later, you kind of forget about it, you know, uh, because it, you know, you kind of go back to the stuff that you've always listened to, you know, and you pepper in some, some stuff that you think that's on par and this stuff you know, I was listening to a playlist from last year and I was definitely, I was like, Oh wow. You know, I, this album, you know, I'm glad I'm listening to this playlist because I really enjoyed like really half of that album was really outstanding. So, hmm. um, 
flip me some songs, man. I'm like I said, I've I've tried desperately to really like these guys because I I like what they're you know all about as far as human beings, and uh, of course they're younger guys playing rock and you know metal and uh, yeah, but uh, so far it's just I haven't heard a lot that really moved me. So okay, I'm I'm down to try. I'm really I'm really 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 up for that. So. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll definitely do that. That that could uh, fall along the lines of some of the stuff that we were talking about off air. You know, ba- bands that are really big that you can't seem to get into. You know, it was funny because you you brought that up, and there's there, there are a few different things. Either bands that are big that I you know, and I instantly think of. Metallica when I think of that because for the longest time I couldn't get into them just because of nonsense of being kids and growing up and um we talked about this last week how there was this whole oh well if you like Anthrax and Megadeth you can't like Metallica and Slayer just like nonsense like that and then I remember when the Black Album came out and all of those like supposed diehards started breaking their ankles, jumping off the bandwagon. Um, the, it changed. And I was like, oh, okay. So since you assholes no longer like this, I'm actually going to check it out. And I actually enjoyed it, you know, and I went back and, you know, there are albums that obviously I enjoy more than others. Um, there are other bands that are huge now that maybe I really liked before that, for me, I lost interest in them. Volbeat is a band that's super big right now. And I really like at least the first two albums that I checked out by them. I think they, they may have albums that came out before that. But um, they're a band that I lost interest in only because they, you know, to me, they kind of went the um, route that, you know, kind of a commercial route. They started putting out stuff that didn't kind of appeal to me. Yeah. So I got into them, their third album in their third and fourth album are my two favorite albums. And then after that, I've, I lost all interest in them because to me, the stuff that I started listening to them early on was like a cross between, you know, a black album, Metallica and like misfits and, um, Maybe even like, um, uh, what's the um band that Mike Ness is in, uh, social distortion type stuff, yeah. So, so it was kind of like a cross between all three, and I was like, all right, I could, I can dig this, but then after that, they started getting like a little too polished and a little bit too commercial for me. The, the one band that really sticks out that so many people like and that I just can't get into. And again, I, I like the first few songs that I heard from them, but um, it was funny. I will, I will always mention this uh, back in, it was September of 09. And I remember this because I was on my honeymoon. I had pre-ordered three albums and we were in LA and the three albums were Ace Frehley's Anomaly. Um, it was, uh, an album by Shadowfall, which has the badge on it. I don't remember the name off the top of my head. I know that they covered Bark at the Moon on that. Um, and then the third album that I pre-ordered was the second album by Five Finger Death Punch. And um, 
I remember listening to that when we were on our honeymoon, we were driving around LA and I was, there were like four songs before the end of the album. And my wife is usually pretty, pretty good about, you know, uh, just hanging in there with stuff, unless it's just really like there's certain hair metal stuff that she can't listen to. Like she's just not into it. Um, but we were listening to that five finger death punch album and she goes, please turn this off. Please put something else on. She goes, not only is this boring me, but it is bad. And I said to her, I said, look, there's three songs until the end. I just want to get through the album once after that. I promise we can put whatever else you want on, but just let me just see if there's anything worth listening to out of the, you know, from these last three songs, unfortunately there wasn't. So, but you made it through the whole album. I made it through the album. I've made it through that whole album twice, and I've never been interested in anything else that they've ever released. Well, you're a trooper. I have a lot of respect for that, not just like, you know, trashing it with one song or even one listen. You even went back and listened to it a second time. Right. Uh, yeah, a lot of respect for that. So, you know, it's funny you mentioned Metallica, and I've, I've of course, I've told my story about what first time I saw Metallica before they were right. uh, signed. And... I don't know if that kind of tainted me a little bit because I was just like, eh. And then they kind of, you know, as they started coming out, I, I kind of felt like they were rammed down my throat almost, you know, at least here. Cause all the, anytime there was, there were very little, there wasn't like a metal radio station back then, but there were like right. a Sunday night, there'd be, you know, like the metal hour or whatever. And yeah. uh, of course they, they just start, they play Metallica. And then right after that, when they started kind of breaking, Every radio station had mandatory Metallica. Yeah, yeah. Ten o'clock every night they play an hour of Metallica, Mm -hmm. and I was just like, you know what? They, I don't know. They don't need my help. Uh, I, (laughs) I saw, I saw them warm up for Ozzy. Uh, It was a right. I think it was the first. Might have been the first metal show I took my wife to. Shelly, metal was not her thing uh, when we got married. Um, Okay. And it's just, I, for whatever reason, maybe because nobody likes me, I didn't have anybody to go with me. And so she's like, I'll go with you. And Metallica was the warm-up band. And I don't know what album they were touring back then, but it was before. It might have been Master of Puppets. It was Master of Puppets. Yeah. Was I'm Mark at the Moon, Master of Puppets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. and uh, she was just like, yeah, this ain't this ain't doing it for me. And, um, and then uh, what happened there? I think Ozzy was sick. And so okay. it was was a jack uh what's his name uh wild zach wild zach wild uh kind of covered for ozzy quite a bit and did like this 20 minute guitar solo which was um i'm gonna sarcastically well, that been awesome. at that time. was that, that no been it jake was not jake no it wasn't jake i swear to you it wasn't jake i would have loved that actually yeah his um, guitar solos were pretty, well, pretty i don't, don't think metallica ever opened up for ozzy again after that uh okay i could have sworn it was zach but but I could, you know, I'm old. Okay. Things, I mean, this, we're talking, we're talking what, 30 plus years ago? Yeah, 83 years ago or something. Uh, yeah. But I know Metallica was there. Okay. And I'm pretty sure it was Ozzy. Uh, but the next time we saw him was on the Monsters of Rock. Uh, okay. We, yeah. we, we drove to Spokane, or as Klaus liked to say, Spokane, Spokane. <laughs> um, <laughs> which, uh, the, the, yeah. Which they were the second band to play. Yeah, it was Kingdom Come that came on first, which right. I actually uh, I thought they were enjoyable. You know, they did like a half hour set, which is perfect. 
And then Metallica came on and we were at the time, it was hotter than hell. It was like the hottest day ever in Spokane. It was a hundred something degrees. We, we'd, we'd got milk jugs and filled them up with water and froze them thinking, mm-hmm. guy, we'll have water. Okay. They wouldn't let him bring Let us bring them in. So right. they got no water. So we climbed up in the bleachers and, and underneath the, um, you know, where the broadcasters sit. Right. And, and the shade. So we sat there in the shade and kind of took in the first few bands and I got to say, we actually enjoyed Metallica there in that kind of setting. It was pretty good. We were we were both singing along with Seek and Destroy at the end of their set. So I, I you know, I mean, yeah, that was right before Injustice for All, uh, yeah. that tour. Yeah, yeah, they had their charm. I think that's the last time I've I've seen them live because then they became headliners after that. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Right on that tour, they became headliners. I've I've seen them twice. I saw them. Lollapalooza 96 and I got to see them also here in Spain headlining a sonosphere where they played it was the 25th anniversary of the Black Album so since it's going to be 30 now that was five years ago maybe it was the 20th anniversary yeah I think it was the the 20th anniversary because um, I'm trying to think that it was yeah probably 2011 uh, that I saw them and that was, you know, they played the black album in its entirety when I saw them. Wow. Yeah. I, I have to give them major credit though, because look what they've done. Right. I mean, you know, they came from, well, of course everybody starts from nothing, but they're, they're arguably the, the biggest rock band in the world. Right. Right. And, and also they did it kind of on their terms. I mean, once they had the black album, they kind of did whatever the hell they wanted and did a yeah. lot of albums that their fans didn't like. And, but yet everybody still went. Right. You know, well, that's- yeah. They kept on the upward trajectory where they're still playing stadiums and, yeah. and uh, big arenas and headlining. And they, they never went through a period where people, you know, people maybe stopped buying the album, but they didn't stop going to see them. Right. And to their credit, too, the diehards have still, even if they haven't liked their stuff, they've they've still purchased it. I mean, after I know a lot of people point towards certain albums, but to me, the the there's two albums that I can't listen to by them. One of them is that first S and M album, the uh, with the orchestra, yeah, because it just sounds like you're listening to two different things at the same time. You know, the one thing is having the orchestra complement the music. And another thing is just having the orchestra play something so radically different that it's like, okay, it's as if I'm listening to Metallica in one ear and I'm listening to a completely different band in the other ear. That to me was just, I I couldn't listen to it. Uh, And the other one is Lulu. Lulu is the only other album that I just can't stomach. And I've said this, you know, similar to what I said about Five Finger Death Punch. I've tried to listen to that album you know, more than once I've gotten through it all the way through it. I think twice and I've tried to listen to it on four occasions and be like, okay, well, is this the time it's going to click? But every time I get to Lou Reed saying spermless, like a girl for seven minutes, <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm done. Done. <laughs> and it's done. Like a girl I, I, it's not going to get any better. So then the mu- the funny thing is a lot of the music is really cool, but yeah. You know, you start to hear Lou Reed just like yammering about nonsense. It's like, 
Ah, oh, you know, this is no wonder they use this shit, you know, to to uh, to to force people out of houses when when they want to arrest them and whatnot. You know, it, it isn't the good stuff. It's it's always the you know, the, the, the shit stuff that no one wants to listen to that. You know, please come out with your hands up. If not, we're going to play Lulu for the next 16 <laughs> hours until you give up. And it's like 40 minutes in. All right, I'm done. I give up. <laughs> oh, guy. Yeah, I I got to tell you a quick story along those lines before we go on this uh, with this thread. Um, okay. The band I was in in the 80s, the one that was, uh, you know, trying to make it. And, you know, we were, you know, desperately trying to get our live game together for a showcase. And uh, we're just, you know what it's, well, you know what it's like. You play in a room with a bunch of guys, okay? Right. And, and everything, the sound is all right there and everything's great. Then you get on a big stage and the sound is gone. Yeah. And you're kind of yeah. at the mercy of whatever the monitor guy's giving you. And yeah. it's really tough to get up there and put on a show when you can't hear what you want to hear or it doesn't yep. sound big. You know, it's just like, ugh. Um, so anyway, we got this brilliant idea. We rented out this huge warehouse on the, the west side of Salt Lake City. Um, met this guy and uh, he's like, yeah, you know, he, he, he used it for store, you know, he rented uh, people storing stuff like RVs and boats and things like that. So it was huge. But he says, yeah, you know, you guys can, can rent it for me and use it for rehearsal. And so we set up this huge, big ass stage and got used to having lots of room, you know, PA, you know, way out and everything. And, uh, and then every Friday and Saturday night, we'd open up the doors and let people in. You know, just like for free, you know, like anybody right. wants to come down and party with us. Well, we're going to do, a, you know, two hour set. And it was pretty cool. But every so often, uh, because it was on the west side of Salt Lake, uh, homeless people would come in <laughs> and which is which is fine. OK, but, right. you know, getting them to leave was the problem. Right. So I remember one night we were getting ready to leave. And right by the door where you came in, there was an office. And I looked in there and I saw these legs and I'm like, what the hell? Is there a dead guy in there? So we're walking in there and it was this homeless guy that came in and he's gone to sleep. So like, right. dude, you know, sorry, man, but we're leaving and we're locking up. You got to get out of here. You got to leave. And mm -hmm. he wouldn't, he would not flinch or anything. And he was alive. You know, I, I did check that, you know? Oh yeah. He's got a pulse. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm a doctor, right? right. <laughs> got to make sure he's alive. So we got the idea, Hey, you know, let's get the guitar player and his marshal, bring it over here, set it right up next to the dude and crank it i mean all the way and he started playing and i can't remember what he was playing he was a real metal dude and that guy was out of there so fast it was it was it was a thing of beauty it was fantastic so, so yeah music music moves people yeah literally yeah there there yeah, you go yeah, yeah. And that that's funny that you bring that up i you know i play with a uh, misfits tribute band um like once a year, we usually do it like around Halloween. And there have been other years where we've been invited to, we played like a small festival here and we played uh, like an award show. And it's funny, you know, the sound guy. Um, do you want to hear yourself? Yeah, that would be kind of good. I'd, I'd really like to hear what I sound like. Well, but you're playing the drums. And I still want to hear myself mixed in with the other stuff. And do you want to hear the singer? Uh, yeah. Do you want to hear the bass? Uh, yeah. Would you like to hear the guitar? Would be nice as well. Can I hear everyone? Oh, you know, some people don't want to hear everyone. I said, well, I would like to hear the entire band as if I'm, you know, rehearsing in a small 
space where I hear everyone, you know, I yeah, want to yeah, yeah. kind of, whether we're on a big stage or not, I want to hear the sound like I'm used to, to hearing it. And then the, the kicker is always, Oh, well you sing too. Yes. I do backing vocals. Do you want your, you want people to hear your mic? Uh, yeah, if I have a mic would be nice, you know? Um, so <laughs> by the way, but, the, the uh, Facebook user, I don't know who that is, but it's somebody <laughs> that obviously knows my shtick. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, I, I posted that. Um, okay. I don't, I don't know if that's Steve Hoker maybe because he responded to it on Twitter. Uh, unfortunately, uh, unless you give the approval on, uh, let me see if I can find yeah, the caption here. Un un unless you can, you give, uh, here we go. Facebook. If you're on Facebook, use this link so that we can see who you are. Uh, because if not, it blocks us from seeing. Uh, yeah. So it is Steve Hoker. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I I love Steve, man. He's such a great guy. I I loved when you had him on the the show. Just listening to him, he was just. I love his self deprecating humor. Well, and, it, uh, it, I want to party with funny. him. So I'm just saying that, Steve. Next time in New Jersey, I want to party with you. <laughs> well, you aren't too far from him, Matt. Uh, no. Mount Olive isn't that far from Roxbury. Um, and technically, I think it's part of the same municipality. Could be wrong, but um, anyway. So it's funny. I'm. Uh, you know, the new thing with um, uh, with search engine optimization and getting the page ranks and everything is transcribing your interviews. So I've been trying uh, a lot of different software these last few days to transcribe the, the videos. And so I did, you know, I went all the way through and did the transcription of last week's episode. It's actually up on Mars Attacks Radio com. If you look for this week's episode, there's a like plus a button that you can check, and then the entire conversation opens up, all thirteen thousand words. Um, and it's funny because you know towards the end, you know it's it's it was almost like a fireworks display. You know we were getting a lot of the oohs and ahs throughout, but then towards the end of the episode, when when we're quick to uh, wrap up. As the uh, various stories start flying in, and and Steve was very quick witted with a lot of his responses and things as well. So it was a lot of fun to trans, you know, to transcribe the stuff, and I was uh, laughing wholeheartedly throughout, and especially that line. <laughs> He's gonna die, but not from that. Uh, when I read that, I, I mean, I think there was uh, an audible. You know, I think my whole neighborhood heard me laugh. So there you go. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, my, my other one is, you know, when you get these guys that call up and say, well, you know, my buddy just shut up a bunch of heroin. And, you know, it's like, what what can I do? And I said, well, you can call 911. Well, I don't want to do that. And I said, well, uh, does he owe you money? Because you might want to be, you know, keep him alive if at least if he owes you money. It's like, how good a friend is this guy? Right. You know, it's like, geez, save save your friend's ass. Come on. Right. Um, yeah. I've said a lot of things I probably shouldn't have said uh, to people on the phones, but somehow I've, I've uh, survived a, a lot of um, visits to HR and running out of time. You know, my dream of being put on paid administrative leave has just never happened. I, I just can't quite figure out how to pull that off. And I've said many things I shouldn't have said. So there you go. They must really love you. I know. What's up with that? Uh, 
<laughs> okay. All right. So uh, Metallica, what, what was the, what was that? We went Metallica, the M. Oh, okay. I'm going to throw a band out there. Okay. And uh, this is another well-beloved band. Uh, one of those that p- probably sold more t-shirts than albums. And that's Motorhead. Okay. Now, the first time I saw Motorhead, it was before I even knew who the heck they were. It was after the uh, Ace of Spades album. And they were okay. warming up. I don't know if they were warming up for Sabbath or Ozzy. It was one of them. Okay. And, and you, yeah, you guys could probably figure that out. Uh, and, of course, these guys come on and, uh, you know, first of all, the mic, you know, hanging down and Lemmy doing his thing and, and just standing there. And it was just noise. It was just unadulterated noise. Right. And I, holy crap. Nobody, these guys, nobody's ever going to want to buy these guys album. Nobody's ever going to be interested in these guys. And I was wrong. I was, I was so wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I'm still, I mean, I do like some of their songs. I've played a few of their songs, which are actually quite fun to play. Okay. Um, but I can't like say, I'm going to sit down and just listen to motorhead. It just, I, it's, I don't know, man. It, it again, it it's not it's not speaking to my heart. Uh, and um, again, I have a lot of respect for what they did. Again, they did it. Lemmy did it his way. I mean, mm-hmm. he. I guess people would argue, oh, you know, that one album he tried to be more commercial, and it's like, really, really, Motorhead commercial? I don't think so. You know, maybe from what they had been doing, which again, it goes back to something you've talked about before, and that's the bands that do the same album over and over. It's like, well, hey, let's let's make a different album. This is what we're feeling right now, so let's do this. And uh, you know, then the band does that, and everybody's like, oh, you know, they changed, and I don't like what they're doing. I want them to sound like Motorhead. Well, has Motorhead never ever sounded not sounded like Motorhead? Boy, that was a tough thing. To say. Um, they well, I will say that they. And I've gotten into arguments with people over this, but during the nineties, they really did try dabbling in other things. And Mark actually interviewed Mickey D and they talked about the overnight sensation album and overnight sensation was heavily influenced by the music that was going on at that time, because, you know, they, they really had a lot of, like they they were down tuning a little or they started to down tune because later they down tuned on pretty much everything because Lemmy couldn't bring his voice up. But it was more in the times of what was going on in the 90s. And they were adding like uh, acoustic guitars to things and not in like a blues way, which they had done, but more of like almost adding acoustic guitars because a lot of the, you know, grungy like bands were, were adding this element mm-hmm. to some of their their music. I do think that, you know, a lot of the bands that were saying that they were influenced by Motorhead were inadvertently influencing them, you know, where it was like, oh, okay, since they're name dropping us, you know, okay, so it's fine for us to actually pull in some of what they're doing. Um, Hmm. I, there are certain Motorhead albums that I really, really like. The, The 1916 album, I will always love. Um, I will remember that album coming out and, uh, Gabriel, who was with us last week, I remember boarding an airplane to come over to Spain for the summer and, you know, music was a big thing for us always, you know, and it was like, Oh, what can we turn each other on to? And, 
you know, he got on the plane and we were, I remember MTV was playing videos of songs that we hadn't heard of theirs because they were off of this album. And he had it on cassette. So it was like, okay, well, halfway through the six hour flight over here, here, it's your turn to listen to it, you know? And I was like, oh my God, this isn't, you know, it isn't only Ace of Spades, you know, there's a lot of other cool stuff that's going on here. To me, 1916 is my favorite album by there, by them because of that emotional connection. But also I think it's the most probably diverse album and it's probably the most polished song wise from beginning to end where you get to a lot of their other albums. It's like, okay, there's like two cool songs and the rest are just kind of filler. Um, But that album, you know, the 10 songs or 12 songs that are on there, I think are all, pretty good so um but but i get it you know they're 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 an acquired taste you know i remember seeing them for the first time and seeing them do the song overkill i think it was it was before there was headbangers ball on mtv and it was d snyder and metal mania um where he had that you know where he did like one saturday a month it was just metal videos it was hosted by d and he had Lemmy on and, you know, I didn't get it. You know, oh, the same thing you said, oh, why the hell's this guy got the mic up in the air? Why does his voice sound like that? Why, you know, I'm used to, I'm used to hearing, you know, clean singing. I'm used to hearing Kiss. I'm used to hearing Motley Crue and things like that and Quiet Riot. And, you know, what's, what's this all about? And little did I know that a few years later, you know, I would end up really loving it. So, yeah, well, okay, I, got so here- them, I got to see them live once and I could, I can say that it was close to the end of their career. So the show wasn't that great, but mm. I, I, I can still say that I got to see them. That's cool. Okay. So here's my assignment for anybody who's willing to jump in on this. And this goes for you too, Victor. Okay. I want five songs, five motorhead songs that we should be playing on Yarg metal. Okay. Just make Easy. a list and send it to me. Don't, you don't, don't do it right now. Easy um, I to think about it. Yeah, cool. Well, bring it. I'm I'm up for it because I want to be educated. Uh, and yeah, maybe I need to start with easy to chew food. Yeah, the last time I saw Motorhead was um, when they were touring. It was their very last tour and Saxon was warming up for them and they played here. And of <laughs> course, they didn't make it through. They made it through four songs before Lemmy just couldn't do it anymore. Oh, wow. Which was tough. Um, the But, you know, after Saxon, those guys came on and it was funny because during the fourth song, I said, you know what? It's, it's not, I don't know where it's going from this, but I got to go home. I got to work in the morning. So I left and then <laughs> okay. found out that that was their last song of the night. And and I beat the crowd and the whole thing. And I'm not, I'm not usually that guy. I'm kind of like committed when I go to something, I stay to the end. I rarely will leave early. So so anyway, but the you know they were trying, they, you know they were up there, they were up there jamming, and yeah, I, I have nothing but respect for them. But I still felt as I was standing in line looking at all the Motorhead shirts, I'm like, okay, how many albums do you own by these guys? Okay, are you here just because it's Motorhead, or are you like a real fan? Are you gonna like know know the set list and all that kind of stuff? And if you are, I have mad respect for you. So, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, I actually got to see them with Saxon and with Judas Priest. So it was Motorhead, oh. Saxon, and or no, it was Saxon, Motorhead, and then Priest. Yeah, Saxon warmed up, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the 
big eye catcher at that show. And I'll always say this. They were selling $85 tie dye t-shirts of all three bands and not $85 together. It was $85 a piece. Yeah. And I was thinking who the hell is going to buy one of these shirts and it's a limited edition, no two are tie dyed, you know, together. And I'm thinking, you know, not for nothing, but as a kid, when my mom would get bleach on a sweatshirt by mistake, we would purposely tie dye this stuff so that the pattern kind of looked like it was done on purpose. Not that, you know, the bleach kind of splashed on the shirt by mistake. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bleach, bleach can wreck things faster than pretty much any other household uh, chemical. Um that's a, that's the, by the way, that's the most panicked call we get at the poison control center. Everybody thinks when somebody drinks bleach, they're going to die. And of course, yes, they will, but not from that. I mean, All even right. the 911 operators, it's hilarious. Cause they'll be like, uh, yeah, I'm going to, it's cause they're supposed to transfer the call to us. And then we tell them whether they need to go out there or not. And so they'll, they'll say, I've got a kid here that drank bleach and we already have a unit en route. Like, uh, okay. Are they all right? And of course they are. I mean, I had one mom that all she could say to me when I said, how is your child doing? All she could say was, it's going down. It's going down. And I'm like, I don't even know. I don't even know what the hell that means. I said, is he breathing? Is he throwing up? What, what's going on? It's going down. He's going down. And then all of a sudden I hear the, you know, you know, on the door and it's the, it's the uh, paramedics. And so I right. said, will you put one of them on the phone? They come in. I said, so uh, tell me what's going on. Can you see the kid? Oh yeah. 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 What's he doing? Well, he's sitting there playing with toys. Does he seem to be okay? Yeah. He seems totally fine. I said, okay, great. Thank you. But they said, but something's wrong with mom. I said, yeah, she needs to go to the hospital. <laughs> well, so um, let's, let's be honest. Um, what's used to, uh, to, to, to clean most water and pools and things like that. Chlorine. Bleach. Uh, yeah. Bleach, chlorine. You know, that's a big component. You know, Clorox, bleach, all this stuff is a huge component of what you drink every day. So unless you're drinking what, like a five gallon barrel of bleach. You know, you're probably going to be okay. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. There's, a, I've only seen, I think now, uh, uh, as far as published cases, three people who've ever died from drinking bleach, okay. and they all drank a gallon, and somehow were able to keep it down, and they actually died from the sodium content of it. They okay. got hypernatremia, and so their brains swelled up to, and had to do a lot of swelling, swelled up to the point where it just couldn't function anymore, and they died. The interesting right. thing was two of those cases were in Kentucky. Um, and the weird thing is none of they weren't like related cases. It wasn't like two drinking buddies sitting around drinking bleach, you know, yeah. but of course in Kentucky, they probably were related. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So how about we, Bill and Bob, how about we take some shots of that bleach? <laughs> yeah. That was, yeah. Well, now we're getting off on a real tangent, but so enough, enough bleach. I like uh, who's wild SMF. That's, uh, that, that's, that Steve. sounds like Steve. He, He's trying. He's trying to mess with us. He started out on Facebook. Now oh, he's, he's over on over. YouTube. I, I suspect he'll be on Twitch next. But um, okay. yeah, I drink Windex. It keeps me from streaking. <laughs> that's a good one. That's that's a really good one. Uh, it also keeps you nice and shiny and new as well, just and, like Madonna. Yeah, and I have to say, you know, and 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 I I res totally hundred percent respect 
Steve's love for Twisted Sister. But that's another band that when they first came out, I was just, and the first time I saw them, they were headlining a show with, that was them. Uh, Y&T played before them and then Dokken play warmed up the whole thing and they were on the tooth and nail tour. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. I was, I was actually one of the topics I was going to throw out there was uh, witnessed um, what we call spinal tap moments. Well, right. during that Dokken show, that's, this is, there were two things that happened. One was George's guitar went totally out of the PA and it was during tooth and nail right at the lead. So, but you know, I got to give him full credit. Maybe on stage, he still had it in the monitors and sounded great. But that dude, man, he played every freaking note and he rocked it. And I was like, guy, these guys, these guys are the real deal. And back then Don could sing and Don was just singing his ass off. Mm -hmm. But the second funniest thing that happened was during, um, uh, I think it's into the fire mm -hmm. that for whatever reason, uh, Jeff Pilsen felt the need to do keyboards on the second verse. Right. Uh, which to me is just like, you don't need that. Nobody, nobody needs keyboards in this song. Okay. But anyway, so what he did was, you know, he had the keyboard over there and he went over to play keyboards and he didn't turn down the volume knob on his bass. So as soon as he took his hands off his bass and started playing the keyboards, the bass started feeding back. So then he was caught between, you know, trying to play the keyboards, turn the bass down and he couldn't quite figure out what to do with what. And it was just a, uh, I, I felt, I felt for him. He couldn't like, turn yeah, volume down on the bass. Didn't yeah. turn the volume knob off. Yeah, the sound, the sound guy, of course, isn't helping out because they're not paying attention. That, that's that's another one of my yeah. biggest beefs about concerts is sound guys that just have no idea what the hell is going on on stage, what the music's supposed to sound like. And especially if it's their sound guy, that's just, uh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, there was this, uh, this year's M3 was probably the worst sound. Well, I've only been three of them. It's definitely the worst sound I've ever heard in that venue. It was awful. Um, it it was just unbelievably awful. And I actually, you know, and I love it. I know sound men love it when people come up and try to give them tips. So of mm. course I did. And I just said, Hey, who was running this? It was the third day and it was LA guns, Steve Riley's LA guns that was playing and they sounded great. I mean, mm. I was just like, Holy crap. So I figured I had to tell somebody. So I went up to the soundboard. I said, dude, who's, who, who's, you know, who's been running the sound for the last couple of days? Is, is it this guy? And the guy said, nah, he says, it depends on which band it is. Sometimes these guys have their own guys. And I said, well, whoever's running the sound right now. Awesome. And whoever has been running the sound, not so great. So just throwing that out there. So pick it up guys. Come on. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, you were probably, probably saying that to the guy who was actually not so great and not the, uh, yeah. And I, I try not to be that guy. I don't want to, I don't want to be a dick, but it's like, geez, you know, I mean, really I, I don't get it because I see bands here. A uh, bunch of guys that I talk about from time to time, Angelus Apatra, a Spanish band. They're on century media. Their sound guy always says hello to me when he sees me. He's also their tour manager or has been for the longest time, but they have, an application that they connect to the soundboard. And what this does is it plays a specific, it plays specific music, specific talking and different things. And it automatically tunes the board, just the knobs to the, to the places where it needs to be. And if it isn't a board that can be automatically adjusted via this program, at least whoever's running the board, if it's their manager, he knows where to get the frequencies where they need to 
to be. So I don't understand, and especially nowadays, they have programs where you can just take a tablet up to the monitor and you don't even hear the sound. The tablet, you know, from the sound that's being generated through that monitor to the tablet, the tablet will then tell the person who's running the sound, okay, this is what's being heard. This is what's not being heard. This is the, you know, this is the sweet spot. But I don't get it why, you know, it's like, ah, we don't care. So uh, let's see. Steve is saying that OzFest at Giant Stadium, typo negative, went on first and sounded awesome. I didn't think they changed the mix until Black Sabbath came on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so are you well, saying that Black Sabbath wasn't good? Their sound wasn't good? What wasn't good about Sabbath? Was it Ozzy? Was it was it the entire band? You know what what was going on? Yeah, I, every time I've seen Sabbath, their sound has been really good. Um, yeah, I know. Like even you know Y and T, even though they're a club act over here, they actually have their own sound guy that travels with them, and because uh, they want to sound good, and by golly, they do sound really good. I've heard them in clubs and bigger places, and right. Yeah, this guy, this guy, that's, he nails it. And, and, uh, no, they were amazing. Good. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. Typo negative. Uh, you ever seen them, Victor? I have not. I saw them warm up for Queensryche on the Promised Land tour. Okay. Uh, yeah. My wife and I, we were in uh, Portugal the day before the show and it was in Las Vegas. <laughs> so we flew, we flew all the way from Portugal through, um, uh, JFK. Uh, okay. with like an eight hour layover or whatever. It took us like almost 24 hours to get home, get in the wow. car, drive six hours to Las Vegas, get to the show. And uh, yeah, typo negative. And they, they were really good. I, I thought they sounded, they sounded good. They played well. And uh, yeah, totally, uh, totally enjoyed them. And then Queensryche of course was amazing. Uh, still back in that time. So it's hard to hear Brad. Okay. Well, here, is that better? Oh, look, hey, it's the CEO is there. Woo! Welcome to the show. <laughs> I, th I thought it said Dave Grohl for a second, and then I realized, yeah. oh, it's Dave. Yeah, he Dave needs Paul. to put, yeah, you need to change that where it says CEO Dave. Come on, Dave. But uh, <laughs> that's awesome. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, back to, anyway, back to Twisted Sister. So, uh, that night, and it was probably because, you know, Dokken, Y&T. And then by the time it got to Twisted Sister, I only knew a couple other songs. And I mean, and, and I, I have mad respect for them. I have mad respect for D, especially what he's doing now. But his shtick on stage just kind of, you know, you can only be sworn at so much and enjoy it. <laughs> um, and, and I just, I think swearing for the sake of swearing just is, uh, I don't know. And that's a whole nother topic on its own. I like when people use it for emphasis. You said something in last week's, um, uh, Mark Striegel podcast that I actually laughed my ass off because it was something about COVID, but it was, it was just, and you dropped an F-bomb in there, but it was appropriate and it wasn't, it, it was just, anyway, it was for emphasis and it worked. So that's the thing. And if, uh, yeah, I just don't, if you can't say one sentence without dropping an F-bomb, I, I don't know. It's enough, enough already. Okay. Just stop it. Please I stop it. I, but I really, I really like what D's doing now. I really liked his last album. I really liked the live album. And Steve, I don't know how you're feeling on in, is on this, but I like their version of the Twisted Sister songs better 
than the Twisted Sister versions. Uh, is that blasphemy? No. Help me out there, Steve. Um, I, but I, I'm, I I'm think, really anxious uh, to hear uh, Dean's new album. I listened to it a few times today, actually. Um, I like it. Uh, to me, it's a cool. continuation of the last album. Yeah. Um, I, Except I know. For he wrote he wrote on this one. Right. 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 Yeah, yeah. Where he didn't write anything on the last one. Right. But so. the last one, I think the, the last one, when it came out and I posted this today on the site uh, on my new releases um, was one of my favorite albums that came out in 2018. And, you know, as, as mm-hmm. I do what I do with, you know, the, the uh, songs and, or, or with the podcast and everything, I, you know, I make my own 20, you know, best of this year or that year or whatever. And when it came to picking songs off of that album, my 2018 playlist has the entire album Um, with this new album. It's a similar deal. I like all the songs so far. And I, I honestly feel that he was so off track for so long because the last album that I really loved of his was back in the nineties was when he had another band called Widowmaker, which had Al Petrelli um, who, um, who ended up in Megadeth and Trans Siberian Orchestra. And the drummer was, um, uh, Joe Franco, who was the second drummer mm-hmm. in Twisted Sister, and it was much heavier. That second album was was really heavy, and that's what I, you know, I wanted him to go back to that. And then we got D hits Broadway and D Snyder yeah. doing Broadway tunes. Then we got an album after that where it was D Snyder trying to do uh, Avril Lavigne songs. You know, it was mm-hmm. like pop punk stuff, and it was, you know, it was I. I don't want this. I want angst full D. I want, you know, what he sounded like to me on those first few Twisted Sister albums and what he sounded like on this Widowmaker album. And thankfully, you know, these last two solo albums have delivered on that. It, it's funny when when um, For the Love of Metal came out, I was reading all these people saying, where's the melody? It's just people screaming. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Are you actually listening to the music? Because there's a song like The Hardest Way, which has Howard Jones doing the uh, the, the vocals with D on it. And he's got such a monstrous voice, you know, that, uh, that, 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 that song itself, the chorus part, if I listen to it, I have it in my head for like the next five days because it's just such a huge anthemic song. And, you know, all of these songs that, that he's done on both of these albums have that anthemic quality. So, I mean, I don't yeah. mind the screaming. <laughs> yeah, my only problem with the For the Love of Metal, and I, I actually sent this to D. I said it should be For the Love of Yard Metal. Come on, D. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, we play. I play a lot of songs off that. The, the live uh, album that he put out after that, I bought that with the DVD and I got to say the show, even though it's pieced together with a bunch of different performances, I kind of right. wish it was one you know uh you know one performance but uh that's okay but i mean swearing aside the the songs were all fantastic and his band was fantastic i was like right. these guys he did the right thing he came back with a really good band and he he brought it so it, yeah well well done d and sorry steve <laughs> i I'm, I'm sorry steve i'm reading that and all i keep hearing in my head is uh, if you're a fan of of the office uh there's there's a scene where um 
where actually one of the characters say that. How dare you, sir? And it's actually a clip that we uh, play frequently at ha- at home. So, uh, ah. so I keep hearing that. But anyway, it's I the. Guess uh, I need to find that soundbite. Okay. Well, and yeah. uh, and and again, I I have respect for anybody who's a, a total fan of a band. I think that's the that's that's what music's all about, man. I, I the thing I, it's the same thing with pizza. Okay, if I ask you what's your favorite thing to have on a pizza and you're like, ah, I don't care, then there's something wrong with you. Okay, <laughs> if you don't care what's on your pizza, there's something wrong with you. If it's like, well, you know, what kind of music do you like? Ah, I don't know. Whatever's on the radio is good with me. It's like there's something wrong with you. Okay, you don't fit into my my world. I mean, but- even if you like something I don't like is if you're passionate about it and like it, then I I have full respect for that. Let's let's not get on the pizza topic because pizza is horrible here. So uh, <laughs> when well, let me put it to you this way: when Pizza Hut and Domino's is by far the best stuff you can get, there's something wrong. So yeah, I, I'm with you there, man. Uh, I'm hundred percent with you there. Uh, All right, what what other what other kind of list or thing that we have to send you? What what else do you have written down there? Uh, well, let's see. What was the other the other band? Oh, I was going to mention you. You mentioned Social Distortion uh, earlier. I was actually in a Social Distortion tribute band for a hot minute. Oh, you were. Uh, we actually played one gig. Yeah, it was called Ninety Nine to Life. And of course, we didn't right. play that song because why would you play that song? <laughs> uh, but I gotta say again, because the the guitar player and who sang, he was so passionate about it. It made it fun. You know, that's what made it fun for me. And and I like a few other songs, but again, it's a band that I'm not going to be, uh, I'm, I'm just not going to be uh, buying the album and list, sitting down and go, I want to listen to the social distortion for the next hour. It's just, yeah, it's just not my thing. I, again, I have a lot of respect for them uh, for what they've done. I mean, and so there you go. What's your, what's your take on social D? One of my all-time favorite albums is 1996's White Light, White Heat, White Trash by uh, Social Distortion. I've listened to that album a lot. Uh, It had a lot of, just because the social commentary and just a lot of the lyrics are very well done. And it had a lot of elements of music that I had been into for a long time, but it kind of mixed you know, a lot of different messages and a lot of different things that were really pertinent in my life at that time. So I I have a, um, a sort of a sweet spot for, for that album. I will say that no album of theirs before or after kind of does it quite the same for me as, uh, as that specific album. So. Yeah. If I wasn't such a, uh, an old man in a rock tard, uh, I would be able to remember the names of the songs we played and tell you that my favorite ones that we played, but I can't remember the names of them. Um, but th- there was, yeah, there were some songs I really did enjoy playing by them. So, so good, good for them, but they're, they're, they've never made it huge. I mean, they'll no. certainly play. Big they shows. had, they had their moment like on MTV in like from 94 to about 96, but then also that's around the time that MTV started getting, you know, reality TV heavy. So a lot of the bands that they were, you know, kind of shining a spotlight on, um, unfortunately 
much much like a lot of the bands that you know a lot of people will say oh well grunge killed you know the hair metal or glam metal or, or whatever well actually you know a lot of music in general was killed at the same time because you know the biggest proponent all of a sudden decided that seeing degenerates on tv you know in an apartment together was you know brought in more ratings and more commercial money than you know, playing the same videos by the same 10 degenerate rock stars every day. So it was much like what we talked about last week when it came to Tommy Lee and a lot of Motley Crue's, you know, antics. Um, What sold a lot of these bands was the mystique and the legend and all that. And why, why wait for that mystique or that legend to play out when you can have it 24 hours a day, we could watch, you know, the real world, or we could watch, you know, Jersey Shore, or whatever else they were, you know, trying to, to pedal. Um, so, you know, and, and it's funny because that's kind of evolved into what we see on social media with a lot of stuff. You know, a lot of people will say, well, there isn't that mystique anymore. Right. But that started in, in the nineties when people want, you know, when people went on this reality TV craze, if people weren't tuning in for a lot of this crap, then it wouldn't be popular. So I hear you. I hear you. Okay. So let's, uh, let's, let's kill a few more sacred cows here. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll go way back when I, when I was a freshman in high school and uh, these guys that were, I ran cross country. I know hard to believe, but it's true. Um, but the, a couple of guys on there were huge music fans and they would loan me albums of things I hadn't heard. And that's how I actually got the first Kiss album. Okay. okay. Uh, yeah, Brian Stevenson, he had the first Kiss album. He was he was actually like the best runner on the team, too. And he also gave me, at the same time he gave me the first Kiss album, he gave me Aerosmith, Toys in the Attic. Okay. And I listened to both of those, and I think I brought that Aerosmith album back the next day and said, yeah, hey, you can have this one back, but the Kiss one I'm going to keep for a while. And... <laughs> I and I don't know what it was about Aerosmith that just didn't click for me because I do like a lot of songs on that album now. Right. But at the time I just I listened to it and I was just like, eh, I don't know. It's it it just isn't doing it for me. I've never seen them live, so I can't comment on that. Have you ever seen them? I have not seen them live, but I'm I'm kind of in the same boat. I like Aerosmith, but I'm not a huge fan. You know, I like songs here and there by them and usually songs that haven't been on the radio like 80 million times. So yeah, you, you know, there's, there, there's definitely songs like, for example, I think a month or two ago, there was the 30th anniversary of the album pump coming out. And my favorite songs off of pump are the first two young lust and, and F I N E. I love those songs and those were never radio hits. But it, I start to hear the first few notes out of the radio hits off of that that just got played to death, and it's like, uh, no, I can't, I can't do it. You know, they're, yeah. they're a band that, to me, I get that every band has its fans or whatnot, and they so they've sold a lot more albums than Kiss has, but I don't know why because I would take Kiss in any format before I would take Aerosmith personally. 
And he, yeah, here's another thing about Aerosmith, and this again, not a knock against anybody, but I guess it is. Um, Joe Perry. Okay, I wish we had like Mark here, so, or the guitar player that could comment on this. I don't understand what it is. I mean, as I listen to his solos and stuff, it's like his leads. None of them are memorable. None of them are like, wow, that was really, uh, you know, that was really cool. I and I've seen him. You know, I've seen live live uh, video of him playing. And I'm still just like, okay, you know, looking cool is one thing. He's got that, you know, 10 out of 10. But I, I have yet to hear him play anything that I was like, now that, that was awesome. Right. So what am I missing here? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if anybody can help me out. If you can point me to an Aerosmith song that um, wasn't yeah, Brad. Jose's bringing up Armageddon and the yeah. Don't Want to Miss a Thing song, which I absolutely detested. That was... <laughs> Oh my God. That was, uh, that was my, Joe my, Perry's greatest solo. My, my ex-wife was, Oh, I love Aerosmith. Oh yeah. Well, what song do you like? I like the song off the Armageddon soundtrack. I'm like that piece of dog shit. That's like the one that you, and I was like, all right, makes is, sense. Is that when you knew the marriage was over? <laughs> no, unfortunately, no. I should have. Okay. That should have been an early warning sign. Before yeah, yeah. There you go. Part. Red flag. Red flag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There, and yeah. again, they've got songs that I like, but uh, I mean, I hear you. You know, I think it's kind of more of that combustible element. You know, well, are we going to see, you know, Steven Tyler and Joe Perry come to blows? Are we going to see, you know, this fall apart? You know, one, yeah. one of those things as opposed to, oh, my God, you know, listen to this solo where if you think about, you know, the comparisons that they made to Guns N' Roses, for example, um, you listen to Slash and there are solos that Slash has played where there's they're memorable, where you can whistle to them, where they get stuck in your head and and you're like, all right, I, I understand why this this song is popular, you know, but it's, it's almost as if, you know, it's, it's, it's almost like, I, and I don't get this. Um, I know that Leo from Alaska took umbrage with me saying that I wasn't a, a Hendrix fan. You know, I like Hendrix, but I, but I won't, you know, that, that isn't something that, you know, the, you know, I have my Hendrix playlist and I appreciate what he did as a pioneer, but, if I want to hear a guitarist, he isn't like within my top 50 guitarists that I'll go to, you know, that's just my opinion. Doesn't mean that that should turn anyone else off. And I remember his comment was, well, I can't trust anyone's opinion who doesn't like um, oh, Jimi Hendrix. And I was like, Oh no. Yeah. No. All right. Whatever. <laughs> all no. of a sudden we're becoming music Nazis where, you know, well, if you don't like what I like, then you don't like music. Like, really? No, we're going back to pizza here, okay? If you tell me you like anchovies on a pizza, I respect that, okay? Because right. you like it, okay? Mm -hmm. But again, if you're like, uh, I don't care, then right. then yeah, whatever. And guy, I don't know how Jimmy didn't make my list, but uh, again, it's blasphemy that I, I feel exactly the same way you feel about uh, at Jimmy. I mean, I like some of the stuff, and I res have mad respect for what he did. Um, but I don't listen to his playing and go, Oh man, guy, how did he, you know, that solo is just like, I, yeah, sorry. I, I, yeah, it, it, it escapes me. I, I, 
Yeah. So anyway, I'm glad that we found common ground with, with Steve you know, on the on the Aerosmith stuff. So that makes me happy. <laughs> but during that time period, you know, I can think of players like a Jimmy Page who immediately draws me to his playing. Tony Iommi, yeah. you know, later on Ace Frehley, later on, you know, um, um, Angus Young. Uh, you know, there are other players, different styles that just spoke have always spoken to me more than Hendrix did. And I, I, again, I appreciate what he did in influencing all of these players, but I think other players kind of took what he did and took it to another place. You know, it's kind of, you know, I, I always see a lot of people always say, well, you know, black Sabbath were the, you know, godfathers of heavy metal. And I've always said to a lot of people, but they hate that term. So if they hate that and they consider themselves a hard rock band, are they really the, you know, the first guys to do heavy metal? But then you hear, you know, interviews from Judas Priest to proudly, you know, kind of fly that flag. And, and I'll say, you know, to me, Priest is the first band to actually like remove that heavy blues influence that Sabbath had kind of put gasoline on on the whole thing and kind of like supercharge the riffs and i to me honestly sure there were a lot of different elements that led to metal but i think judas priest is probably the first band that put out a pure metal album in my opinion yeah i think that's a valid opinion i mean back then in the 70s it was you know i was Stry, you know, I was looking for anything that was really hard rock, right? And uh, and the, there just wasn't really that many bands back then that were really doing it. And of course, the Judas Priest, uh, yeah, I don't want to go down that road, that's a whole nother topic, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. And if CEO Dave is still listening, he's gonna, he's gonna probably disagree with you that they're the uh, the fathers of, of modern or any metal for that matter. But he'll also uh, throw down that they're the the best band that's ever been on this planet. I well, do have to say, I do have to say this about Tony Iommi while we're talking about guitar players okay. is that his solos really are awesome. I mean, yeah. he his. I mean, there's so many of those songs I can sing the solos to, even if he's like playing three different solos at the same time. You know, <laughs> I, it's like, yeah, if we're gonna play that live, you got to be close to that. You can't just you you can't just go off and play whatever. That's why I have a hard time playing. Black Sabbath songs with people that aren't real fans, you know, in the in the band, the guitar player, it's right. just like ah, it's like ah, what you're doing to this song is you're, it's it's like peeing on the grave, man. You can't do that. You just you you got to play the song, and that includes the lead or at least some facsimile of it. Well, that's that's why I love you know Bill Ward for what he did back then. To me, Bill was a huge influence and. In, on my playing um, just because he took a lot of like the ideology. And I mentioned this last week that a lot of guitar players had where, you know, with the, with the leads and the overdubs and stuff, Bill was doing all types of percussive stuff in the background. And he was adding, you know, like the intro to children of the grave. There's the, you know, the, the part with the toms that is kind of like a lead drum part almost. Um in the beginning of that song, which Lars Ulrich kind of copies on the last album with the song um, uh, Until We're Dead. It's kind of the same similar type of uh, like rhythmic pattern at the beginning of that song. Um, so 
I mean, with the, with everything that I just said about Sabbath, to me, there's no doubt that they're if they're not they're easily top five most influential rock band of all time. I mean, um, um, Beatles, Stones, Zeppelin, uh, and Sabbath, and maybe you could argue a Pink Floyd, and maybe you could argue a uh, deep purple but without those cornerstone bands you wouldn't get that next you know you wouldn't get kiss you wouldn't get judas priest you wouldn't get iron maiden you wouldn't get you know everything i think they're you know the question was asked last week is tommy lee one of the greatest drummers of all time i think tommy lee was one of the greatest drummers of that era uh he was definitely influential and helped you know, push things along. And I think all these bands that I'm mentioning, you know, there's, there's a block of time where there were a series of albums that were a series of pictures where, you know, certain bands built the the foundation. Then other bands came along and built the first floor. Other bands built the, you know, next few floors. You know, we, I'd like to think that we haven't gotten to the penthouse yet. And I want to believe that there are other bands that are, continuing to build, you know, levels on this, on this building, you know, and sure they're taking the work that came before them. Like any architect would, would, you know, look at what the Romans did and look at what the Greeks did and look at what great architects through time have done and take some of that improve it and continue to build. And to me, you know, for that, point in time those players were hugely important they're still important today because you know we talk about how many things you know that we've talked about over the times that you've been on the show you know you've asked me about Fu Manchu which is a straight up stoner band no Sabbath no early kiss no no Fu Manchu Manchu in my opinion so yeah you're right and I do like them by the way so thanks for yeah your suggestions on that, which it was, which, but this is a perfect time to kind of, you know, pimp out your, what you're doing. If anybody's listening to this and you're not a member of uh, Victor's Patreon uh, and you're somebody who's like wondering, Hey, wh- where can I find new music? That's really good. Well, you join Victor's Patreon, you get those videos every day and you don't have to watch them all. Uh, but you know, there's a lot of cool stuff in there and there's a lot of clams too, in my opinion, sure. but you know, but th- that's, that's the whole purpose of it. It's like throwing it out there. It's like, Hey, if you hear something you like, let's, let's, you know, let's talk Absolutely. about it. Let's hear about it. Cause yeah. there are a lot of people in spite of the whole rock is dead thing. Rock is not dead. Otherwise you wouldn't be able to put out, I don't know how many videos a day. Sometimes it feels like 10, 10 or 20, but I know it's supposed to be two. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, these are all, I mean, so many of these are bands I'd never even heard of before. Right. And a lot of, I mean, a lot of them pretty much are rock. I mean, that's what it is. It's yeah. rock. I mean, guitars everywhere. And, and uh, there's a lot of people playing a lot of music. I just think the problem is here in the United States. Uh, I, people got blinders on when it comes right. to music. I yeah. Mean, and, they, and I also think, you know, not every, as you're saying, not everything that I post, I like, but, you know, that doesn't mean that there aren't other people that may like that same stuff. That's the whole right. purpose, you know, because I I love turning people onto new music, you know, hearing Jeremy uh, Weltman, for example, say, Hey, you know, I bought 10 albums. Thanks to bands that I've discovered on, on your Patreon, you know, or people telling me, Hey, you know, I've added so-and-so to my playlist because, 
you know, I heard him there and yeah, not every, not everything. I don't like everything. Other people don't like, you know, everything that I like. There are certain bands that I post that I love. And I know that other people are going to be like, eh, I'm not into the vocals or I'm not into this or I'm not into that, but that's cool. That's fine. I posted, um, the new Jerry Cantrell song, uh, that was released yesterday. And, um, I like it, but for the most part, people were saying it was kind of boring or just didn't do it for them. And that's cool. You know, that's if we agreed on everything again, everything would just be terrestrial radio. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like grandpa used to say, if we all like the same thing, everybody would be after your grandma. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I've said that before on here, <laughs> but it's worth repeating. So, so yeah. So anybody listening, you should seriously uh, think about ponying up two bucks a month to, to join Victor's Patreon. And uh, you know, if you're really so cheap that two bucks a month is too much for you, well, listen to yard metal. It's free. Okay. And if you have a problem with free, then what the hell's wrong with you? Right. And well, don't just listen to one song. I get I get that too. Somebody will tune in and they'll like, ooh, I didn't like that song, so I shut it off. It's like, well, you dumbass, you gotta listen to like an hour. I mean, if you don't like this right. song, you might like the next one. I purposefully try to kind of mix it up to where you know you don't get a whole block of you know, and right. and you know, so it's it's a mix of things. And where it's like, well, if you like that song, maybe you'll like the next one. If you don't like this one, sure. maybe you'll like the next one. But listen for a whole freaking hour before you tell me you don't like it. Okay. At least right. give me that much. And if you don't like it, hey, I, I'm cool with that. I, I agree to disagree. And you like something on your pizza that I don't like. And I'm cool with that because you like something. There you go. And I, I will say that as of today, we do have a new uh, patron. Uh, and I was actually able to include him in the ending video. It is Johan up in Sweden, who has uh, been on Mark's Patreon for a long time. He's decided he's doing amigo mio. Yeah, he's he's uh, decided to jump on board, which is great because I've talked to Johan, you know, from time to time through Facebook, and um, it was funny. We both missed out on it was either the Holy Diver, yeah, it was the Holy Diver discussion. And he sent me a message saying, um, weren't we supposed to talk now? I said, no, I screwed the time up. We were supposed to talk two hours ago. So he called me up, you know, uh, that Saturday night. And we ended up talking for, for like two hours on the phone about music. And, um, and it was funny. My wife was like, who's, who's calling you at this time? I said, don't worry. It's just <laughs> Johan in Sweden. Uh, it's uh, no, no, no females involved. Don't worry. Um, yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt to get a, a female on, on the Patreon though. I mean, come on girls. There's gotta be, I know there's a lot, I see a lot of girls at these shows and right. I, I mean, there's, I don't know, maybe it's just, it's not cool to sit around and listen to a bunch of old, what fat bald guys talk about rock for, <laughs> <laughs> but Hey, check this out, man. We're Yeah. 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 We're not, we're, well, maybe a little overweight, but um, yeah. By the way, the shirt, if you guys, when you guys get to the $10 level and you get the shirt, order a size big because it does shrink a little bit. Nice shirt though. Really, really, really nice. So. Okay. What did you get? An extra large? I got a 2X just because it's, it, yeah, it's not that it, it's not that I'm really fat or anything, but it's just, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm old. How many shirts okay. though? They, you know, well, this is my biggest problem between the States and here 
is that in order for me to get the equivalent of an XL here, I need to get a at least a double, if not a triple extra large. And mm. who knows, maybe just the way that those shirts are cut, maybe they're just a little tight. So no, that's this is perfect. So two X okay. this is fitting me perfect. It's very comfortable. It's a very nice shirt. Um, even if even if you don't want to join the Patreon, you want a really cool looking shirt to wear to, you know, the next concert wherever that's going to, you know, what, whoever that is, Hey, pony up the dough. You can get it on, uh, let's see, marsattacksradio.com. That is correct. In the merch section, they are, uh, twenty two ninety five if I'm not mistaken, plus shipping. And the company that, uh, I order from, which is called Zazzle. They have like, uh, all now they're running all types of specials. So, oh. That shirt, I think, although it was 22, it ended up being like 14 without the shipping. So they're, 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 they're uh, so, they're, so what you're saying is I probably shouldn't have cut my $10 back to two after you got, after I got the shirt. <laughs> well, it is what it is. Uh, in the long run, it'll work out. Um, I would never do that. I'll tell you right now, the money I'm spending with you and, and Mark supporting you guys is money well spent. Um, I, I, but I really love, I really love what you're doing because it's more of a tight community and, you know, if it blows up, it blows up. I, I'm willing to live with that, but everybody here is cool. Uh, you know, everybody I see in the chat, I kind of miss Jeremy though. I hope he's okay. Um, I hope he's doing something fun and that's why he's not here. Maybe sleeping. I don't know. But, uh, everybody that I, uh, everybody that I've known that's on the ever been in here in the chat room. And that has been a a plus cool person. So, yeah, I mean, who else, who else can say that? Who else on the internet can say a hundred percent of the people here are cool people. Right. Yeah. We've been lucky that we've really had no trolls or anything that everyone is here kind of for the same reason, just to hang out, talk about music. And even if we don't agree on things, you know, I think for everyone is respectful with one another. So. Totally, totally, man. It's all it's all about love and music. So absolutely. Do you have anything else there on your list? Oh hell yeah! But I mean, we got we've kind of got an hour and a half almost here. Yeah, we've got like we've oh. got like five minutes to go. So uh, okay, I'm gonna do a lightning more. round. Okay. Okay. And you lightning already mentioned round. you already mentioned this band, and I'm not gonna argue that they're not influential. Uh, but for some reason, they, it's it doesn't it doesn't uh, flip my switches the same way. And that's Pink Floyd. Okay. Uh, I certainly do love Dark Side of the Moon only because CEO Dave had that album back in the day and uh, kind of fell in love with listening to that. Uh, I learned to, back then I was a piano player and I learned a lot of the piano uh, off that album. So that kind of okay. helped. Uh, but I do, I think that's just an incredible piece of art, that album. But after that, the, the song with the albums, and, and here's what really killed me. Okay. And, and CEO Dave, if you're still there, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's the night we stayed up all night long with these guys. These guys are party animals. We went water skiing and okay. we got in the boat and we were like, yeah, and we're ready to go water skiing. And all they had was Pink Floyd tapes, cassettes, and they're popping them in. And within about 30 minutes of, we're all kind of just sitting there staring at each other. Like, I mean, it took, they took the party right out of the boat. I'm just <laughs> saying, I'm not saying that the music was bad or anything, but it just, it was not, yeah, it wasn't getting the job done. And uh, right. until one of the guys got sick and vomited over the side of the boat and he'd been eating pork and beans, 
And, uh, and so there's these beans floating on the water and then oh, fish cool. would come up and eat the beans. That kind of got things going again. It's like, yeah, now the party's going again. Oh shit. Yeah. Sorry. Well, I, we, I haven't, folks, I haven't even told a poop story. So there you go. Folks, if you know, Brad, you know that Brad brings the stories for, for me. All right. If, if we want to talk about Floyd, I'm good with, animals with uh wish you were here with dark side of the moon mm-hmm. and with the wall nothing else really interests me besides yeah. those albums okay fair enough um i actually like some of the newer songs uh, off, uh just a couple of songs here and there I, I just again it's not that i don't that i despise the band or anything it's just it doesn't yeah. like you gotta they, be in the mood they don't they don't get me excited okay you, okay, you wanted another- to go water skiing you wanted to go water skiing and you wanted to hear van halen you didn't want Hell to hear yes, I wanted to hear Van Halen. But guess what? They didn't exist then. Oh, no, they did. Okay. But these guys, nobody brought that. Oh, we got his Pink Floyd. Oh, this album's so cool. Like, yeah, it's cool if you were like stoned, but we're not. Okay. Uh, another band that was introduced to me in the 70s, about the same time as the Aerosmith and all that, was Queen. And uh, I, I remember now, it was the very first time I saw Kiss, okay? We couldn't get tickets in L.A. because they sold out instantly. So I bought tickets in San Diego. And thanks to CEO Dave and his buddies, because I was 15. Of course, I can't drive at 15. Right. They took me. Of course, I bought the tickets. So what are they going to do? So we had two cars. And uh, the one guy in, in our car was like, oh, I just bought this Queen thing. It's the best thing ever. And I think it was Queen 2 something like that. And he put that on and I was just like, okay, this is really not rocking me. I'm sorry. I I appreciate it now more than I did then because I've played a lot of Queen songs. Uh, But still, it's just, uh, and I've tried, I've tried. I've watched so many concerts uh, of theirs, you know, because they've shot so many of them. And Freddie Mercury, I mean, yeah, he's a great singer and everything, but I, I can't watch that guy. I just can't, I can't watch him. And it's just like, but I do have to say this, man. I have so much mad respect for John Deacon and his bass playing. Holy crap, that guy. Unbelievable. I mean, bass parts and melodic and just nailing it. The whole band is really, really good. And, uh, you know, but uh, again, their music, I can't sit there and listen to a whole lot of Queen. Sorry. Can't do it. Okay. Queen at certain points in my life was one of the bands that I listened to Probably the most. Uh, I was a huge Queen fan for a very long time. I got really burnt out on them. And uh, really, I would say Queen 2 is kind of a boring album. But okay, after... Thank you. <laughs> yeah, for me, News for the World, um, The Game, Jazz, uh, The Works, Miracle, um, A Kind of Magic especially, and Innuendo. I love those albums. I really love a kind of magic and an innuendo, which were, you know, they're to me that their their last album and their uh, second to last album. After that, everything they've done after Freddie has died, to me, has been absolute shit, including the 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 movie that they did. So again, revisionist history and just I get it. They're trying to sell their music to younger kids, and it's worked because they were the second biggest rock act last year in the world. Um, from you know a money standpoint, but I I just don't like what they've done. I don't like what Brian May and Roger Taylor have done with with that name. So I don't know. Anyway, lightning round. So what's that next? was that was that was it. I think that's that it was it. Oh, okay. I know there's probably some other bands that I just but those, that's uh that's the 
quick and dirty list of bands that were really big. And I just had a hard time. I still have a hard time just like being like, Ooh, well, I mean, if, I spend big money to go see these guys. If we're, if we're going that way, if we're going that route, I mean, I could throw out the Eagles who I've never really been a fan of. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, um, Shelly, uh, because we had to deal with, uh, the music around the pool being, um, um, well, what you might call it, you know, that stupid uh, service that will play music and then commercials every so often. Um, but she has her playlist on there, classic, classic rock. In fact, well, Spotify. It's, it's, yeah, no, not Spotify. It's the free one. It's uh, Pandora. Pandora. Thank you, guy. My brain's so tired. Yeah, Pandora. So she throws on Pandora, and uh, you know, it starts with Eddie Money because she's a huge Eddie Money fan, which I'm a huge fan of Eddie as well um because he rocks okay but uh it starts off with that but i guarantee you the second song that's going to come on is going to be the eagles <laughs> and nine times out of ten i feel like it's hotel california and i've heard that song more times than i can count okay i it, it's just uh, enough already enough and i i agree it's a great it's it's a great piece of rock history and all that kind of stuff but i've i've had it okay but uh, the last couple of days uh, out at the pool, <laughs> the Eagle songs they've been culling from have been uh, kind of more minor hits, I guess. Okay. And, and I'm like, yeah, you know, the song's all right, but you know, the lyrics are just, the lyrics are stupid. <laughs> it's like really, really stupid. I can't even remember what, the, what that last one. Oh, guy. Yeah, just, I'm like, what is he really saying here? Okay. So, so I've got two stories for you here. You brought up Eddie Money. Uh, yeah. Jose's right. sister is in an Eddie Money video. Get uh, out. Shaken? Yeah. Nope. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I want to go back. The, the, song go back. Ace, the song that Ace Freely just covered on yep. one of his last few albums, uh, I want to go back, was shot. The video was shot in, um, in the old high school uh, in Dover, New Jersey. And the high school juniors and seniors, when that video was shot, were taken down to be extras for that video. So she can be seen for like half a second dancing in that nice. video. Um, the Eagles, the first time I was ever in France. Um, That's a great way to start off a story of any story. <laughs> we, we crossed the border and we're like, you know, oh, let's see what music, you know, is popular here. We flip the uh, the station on. Oh wow, Eagles Hotel California. Okay, finishes and some other you know they're whatever the uh, the DJ comes on. He's speaking French. We're like, all right, well let's skip to another. Let's just keep it on music. Let's skip over to another station. Oh wow, next station. Hey, they're playing Hotel California. You can, this you, pattern you, you can check out but you can never leave <laughs> there you go i kid you not we spent like three hours just skipping stations and the only thing that was coming up was hotel california yeah it's it's uh, yeah it's too much i think the only eagle song i've ever played with a band was desperado and if i remember right there wasn't any really bass in it so i kind of I don't know what I did. I I'd kind of walk around the stage pretending like I, I don't know. I was probably mocking the song. Yeah. I think that song is only Don Henley and keyboards. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, okay, another band that's huge that I never cared for, Fleetwood Mac. Ooh, yeah, yeah, I'm with you there. Which, but there again, I I don't know. Did I tell the story about where my band warmed up for Mick Fleetwood and Stevie Nicks? It was kind no. of when they were on the outs with the the with what's his name, the guitar player, with Lindsay. And, yeah, so we, it was an outdoor festival at the fairgrounds in Salt Lake. Uh, it was the Utah State Fairgrounds, and it was a big thing. And and it was a big thing for our band to play this. And we we're doing all original songs, which was way cool because it was a concert. And uh, we went over really well, which was cool. So we we finished playing, and we go backstage, and you know they got like a little trailer for us, and then and but uh, and Mick Fleetwood shows up, and he comes in, and he couldn't have been nicer. The coolest guy wanted to meet us, wanted to say hi to us and kind of sit down and talk for a while. And then all of a sudden, this guy comes in. He's like, OK, everybody has to leave. Like, what do you mean we have to leave? So, yep, you have to leave. Why? Well, because, you know, she's here and everybody has to leave. No, Nobody, you know, nobody else can be backstage. And I was like, that's just the most, like, ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Right. You know, it's like, what? like, what are we going to do? Okay. Yeah. So, so there you go. That's my Fleetwood Mac story. But yeah, the songs are. Just, uh... Yeah. I, I just, un- unfortunately, there's, um, again, similar to your water skiing story where it just didn't, you know, never did it for me. And they were always on the radio. But, um, did, uh, Brad, did you freeze on me? Am I the only one not seeing Brad here? Am I the one that's frozen? Oh, looks like Brad checked out. Um, Let's see if we can get him back on to kind of wrap things up here. But uh, in the meantime, do want to thank everyone that has joined us in the chat. We got to see CEO Dave for the first time. We got to see Jose. We got to see Steve Hoker in various forms. Um, And we got to see Rob Rowe as well. Um, I want to thank you guys for, again, I always say this, for spending your Fridays here. There's obviously a lot of choices and things that, uh, that you could be doing instead, but you decide to spend your time with me. And uh, also want to thank people that are going to be listening to the, the replay of this, whether you check it out on YouTube or any other video platform or whether you hear the audio and you're subscribed to it. I want to thank you guys for, again, subscribing and, and listening. And um, I know looks like we got Brad back. No, Stevie Nicks. See, you, you next killed the live see stream. That? See, she uh, came in and she axed it just like you guys, you know, in the, uh, the, the, yeah. the backstage. Yeah, she kicked us out. It's a, uh, yeah, she kicked me to backstage. Yeah, stop dragging my live stream around. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, yeah we've, well, well, we've gone way over. Well, I, I can, I can list a ton of bands that I wasn't into before, but after moving overseas and not hearing them like 80 times a day. Uh, actually made me appreciate them more and made me dig deeper into their catalog. So um, there's t- maybe we can talk about that next time. I think that was my other suggestion is bands that we really didn't, you know, maybe late to the party or, or right. something, you know, flip the switch for us. So I got a whole yeah. list of that. 
All right, cool. I've I've got my I've got my work to do as well. I've got uh, you know things that I gotta get ready for Brad here. Five Motorhead songs. Five Motorhead songs. Mastodon. Yep, five Mastodon. All M songs. Okay. Um, No Metallica though. (laughs) If they gave us a shout out, I'd start playing them. Uh. Let's see. I've got, yeah, I don't need social distortion songs. I've, I've got like a whole lot of other songs that I learned at one time. Um, no, that's good. Let's start with that. Oh, wait, there is one other M, but we need a Jeremy for this Magnum. I wanted him to throw me five Magnum songs that he thinks we should play. See, we, we need to, this is one thing that I, I wish I could get um, Richie from Focus on Metal on, uh, who's originally from Ireland. And he's fabulous, you know, with his storytelling and he's interviewed a a ton of acts over the years. Would be cool to have both Jeremy and Richie on at the same time to give us, you know, the the European, British and, you know, so on and so forth uh, angle on things with how they came across bands. And, you know, uh, the last time I had Richie on, was for St. Patrick's Day, and we did five Irish bands that you should know that aren't Thin Lizzy. Uh, So, you know, I love doing all that stuff. Like, you know, best Magnum songs, best, uh, you know, bands that were big over there that never made it in the States. So, yep. So there you go. Awesome. Victor, thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Thank you for, for coming on. It is always a pleasure. People always... Uh, ask when's Brad coming back? So uh, uh, Brad will be back again sometime in the future. This is like the end of a movie. Brad will return <laughs> in, uh, you know, the son of Brad. Yeah, the son of yeah. Yarg. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So yeah, should, yeah we should get my kid on here, man. It, it's uh, he's got an interesting perspective on music. So, but go. anyway, that's a that'll be another story. <laughs> cool man well awesome everybody's the best man keep yeah. rocking yeah thank you brad thanks everyone for uh checking the show out and uh we will see you next time right here on the signals from mars live stream brought to you by the mars attacks podcast and vmr it until next yeah. time see ya and stevie nicks and stevie nicks Thank you for listening to the Mars Attacks podcast. This concludes our show. 